when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This podcast is full of cuss words, but I just want you all to know, I, Arthur Delaney, did not say them. So that happened. This week, President Barack Obama announced that the United States would make an effort to normalize relations with Cuba, ending a decade-long policy of distance that had been surprisingly effective in doing nothing in particular. Meanwhile, a Seth Rogen-James Franco comedy has been canceled, literally canceled, because North Korea apparently now dictates what movies we watch in our spare time. Has everyone just started taking crazy pills? What is happening? And finally, we're taking a look back at 2014, a fantastic year for garbage monsters. Why didn't we sneak up on 2014, hit it over the head with a shovel, and bury it in the shallow grave back in April when it was already acting psychotic? I'm Jason Lincolns. I'm here today with the Huffington Post, Zach Carter and Arthur Delaney. And here's what happened first. So uh, what an amazing, epical week this has been, I guess, maybe. Totally took me by surprise. Out of nowhere. Yes. Barack Obama, I guess in now we're getting a sense of the last two, maybe it's the last two years of his term. Maybe it's just like, again, lame duck nonsense. He like totally went YOLO and we are normalizing our diplomatic relations with Cuba. Uh, can we also say the, the one of the main like power brokers in this was also Pope Francis? Yeah. The Pope making a huge play in, like, geopolitical shit? This is, like, some 12th century action. It's crazy. <laughs> Dope Pope getting shout-outs? This Pope is on fire. Yeah. And this had, this had, they had been working on this for about a year, and the White House was sending people to have meetings with Cubans in Canada, and there was a fateful meeting at the Vatican? At the Vatican. Amazing. It's- but nobody knew about it. It was all secret. Outside of the people who are involved, aside from like Ben Rhodes and Jim McGovern and a few other people. And I think that you could. It was like like the zero dark 30 of diplomacy. Marco Rubio (laughs) was seemed blindsided. He was so So, mad. Really pissed. So did Menendez. I was like, okay, those two, when they got the news. I don't know. It was like they became like weird wind-up toys. Outrage. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. The speed the speed by which Menendez and Rubio found cameras. I have to worry that anyone standing between those two and a camera yesterday probably nearly got killed. There well, was, well someone in the hospital. Jason, they, Gotta they, be some ligament there's damage. A, there's a TV studio like in the Senate. Of course. So that's they can just go to that. But yeah, but if I mean if if a if a bull charges you on like right. you know it's way down a, on a one block run, it still hurts. Yeah, like Rubio <laughs> Rubio popped out of his desk. Here's the thing, and I I would have said up to yesterday if you'd asked me to talk about Marco Rubio, I would have said, you know, this guy uh, good, good humored. You know, he's the type of type of guy who does more putting his head down and doing work than jumping around making media appearances. But yesterday, man, mm. turned it. We we found we found that we found that level at which Marco Rubio is just like 
give me a camera. And it was like he was on every channel complaining about uh, about the fact we've normalized relations. And his, his complaint is essentially that we are appeasing Imminent? a dictator. Yeah. That's the complaint. That's it. Right. Uh, and I guess the preferable thing would be not normalizing diplomatic relations, which is, you know, we have had this embargo and, and these no relations for 50 years, and the same guy has been running that country. Right. And nothing has ever changed. Everything is the same, just the people are poor, and there are human rights problems that get exacerbated through economic distress. Yeah, and there's a here's the thing. There's an element to the, the, the continuation of the embargo that has never quite made sense to me because I've never really known what's the goal here, what's the outcome, what, what is it we want to do? The goal is for, for the regime to just like, crumble because the people will rise up. I feel like we've embargoed Cuba mainly because we just – we have the need to like have this kind of like emotional display. We don't like you. It's totally a Cold War hangover. It's I a mean, vestigial really it Cold War yeah. policy. I think that's a fair description. Yes. Even even though Marco Rubio and Bob Menendez are saying what a tyrant appeasement this but, is. Okay. Bob Menendez, though, to be fair, also is was like is constantly he's 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 just a little bit to the left of like Lindsey Graham and John McCain on foreign policy. Like he's he's also threatening to like blow threatening to blow up the Iranian sanctions yeah. diplomacy stuff a few times. Um, he's 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 very hawkish and, and and likes the the tough guy chest something approach to foreign policy. So so um, with the the Senate flipping, maybe not even really a big difference in terms of. Uh, the congressional reaction to this and, and and lifting the embargo, which it would take Congress to do. It'll yeah. just be the same as it is now. Yeah, it, I mean, the, the normalizing of relations here so far is 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 a very modest step. We still have formally yeah. this, this embargo in place. And, and this doesn't change the yeah. embargo. However, but this does allow people to buy cigars, you know, import cigars and, and alcohol. If you if you can things. get there though, and there there are only certain like it's great for journalists. So like we should definitely talk should to definitely talk to our boss Ryan about making a trip to to Havana. Well, you know you uh, notice Ryan is journalist. you'll notice that Ryan is not here today. He may have already gone to Havana. Yeah, he probably. Yeah, I think Havana. he is. Yeah. That's that's the kind of thing Ryan does. Yeah, um, it's also the kind of thing. Okay, this is the I want to talk about the actual stakes of what maybe we get out of normalizing our relations with with uh, with Cuba. But I want to point out. That, was this real yesterday? Like Charlie Wrangle appears on television and like he's been chilling in Havana this whole time. Did you guys see that? <laughs> like he was on TV. Tell us more about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I I just caught it out of the corner of my eye. Uh, Charlie Wrangle shows up on I, I think it was MSNBC and like behind him it's it's Havana. And Does I was he, like he maybe has a house there. I don't. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. Maybe that's actually where he lives, like uh, on a regular basis. Charlie Wrangle is actually Cuban, and he's been fooling us this whole time. He's in the Buena Vista Social Club. So there's more. Maybe, more, maybe he's Raul Castro. More knows. background to this: it's broadly popular. More than sixty percent of Americans say, "Go ahead and uh, you know get right with Cuba," and a majority of Cuban Americans say this, which is new. Because previously, the uh, embargo uh, had the support of a majority of Cuban Americans, and now it only has the support of a majority of older Cuban right. Americans. So Obama is all there's there's politics were, that are that are winning for him because it it isolates certain Republicans uh, from 
popular opinion. Basically, if you are older than Marco Rubio and you are Cuban American, you might be mad about this. Marco if Rubio, you're not, you probably won't be. Is a a Cuban American, or you know, he's his his parents left Cuba, but yep. there's disagree. You know, he he. <laughs> That's a fun story. His, his rise, the political prominence, uh, was, you know, he he would always say. My parents were Cuban exiles. They they, they fled the Castro regi- regime, but they didn't. Nope. They what what happened? They left. Uh, I think most of the documentation shows that they left uh, in 1956, which was three years before uh, before the revolution. So they, Batista, meaning they left yeah. for economic reasons. They were not political exiles, right? Which is a much sexier thing. Or if they were political exiles, they were political exiles from you know the the Batista regime, which was you know just basically a whole bunch of like. Prostitution and hotel cartel. Right. It, w- it was the, the <laughs> Washington <laughs> Post <laughs> reporter Manuel Roig Franza uh, had this story in uh, you know, several years ago, and I was rereading it this morning. And part of it says that the uh, political exile Cuban community in Miami is distrustful of Cubans who left before uh, Castro came to power, which I found interesting. Yeah, I'd like to know more about. So that's a big deal. Uh, not you know, not only in terms of him maybe being dishonest or or you know being careless, but also it, it means something to Cuban Americans that it doesn't necessarily to the rest of us. Isn't that more on his parents than him, though? I think it is because his his office, when confronted with you know documents reflecting that they arrived here in 1956, was forthcoming to the Washington Post reporter and was just like, oh, uh, and and he himself was saying, well. This was oral history of my family. Right. Uh, I don't carry around these passports with me. And why uh, would you? I mean, and why would you? So and 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 sure. And, and why wouldn't you tell the better story if you you're not you're not really expecting it to be under Klieg's lights, <laughs> and embarrassing your son? Uh, so so nobody's too mad at him for that. However, you do have to smack down trolls uh, on Twitter when they when they bring that up the the Cuban exile thing. You do have to. Keep your ducks in a row when you're talking about Marco Rubio. That's true. Okay, so let's talk about what we get potentially out of normalizing diplomatic relations with Cuba. Like, how does actually? I mean, we've got an embassy. We, we, we've we've thrown we've thrown shade now on the cool decades building. long embargo, saying it's not effective. Well, what what's what will this be effective? And, and we can say that because the Castros are still in. I mean, that's it. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing. It's not. More it's affected Cuba. It didn't work. Not a whit. Right. They, they, yeah. Cuba's it, really poor. Yes. Yeah, and their government's corrupt. Um, but okay, so now we're now we're, we're reestablishing ties with this government. What 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 happens? What 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 can we expect to maybe happen? What's what's the goal of this, and what's the outcome? Well, I mean, the the big the big fish in the long term is the embargo, right? I mean, the the embargo basically keeps Cuba from being an economically like functional modern state. So if if you can either weaken or remove the embargo, that that would fundamentally change Cuba as a nation and the United States' relationship with it. I mean, it's interesting to me that the the way like trade gets talked about with uh, you know other countries is often it's often like when people want to do a free trade deal with some some country, and I use free trade in the like post NAFTA sense of you know what whatever people decide to call free trade is is just called free trade, but. Um, 
you know, they'll say like uh, Paul Ryan would say this about, you know, we had, we had a, f- a free trade deal with Bahrain, you know, terrible human rights abuser. But the idea is that, oh, well, if we have trade relationships with these guys, they will they will see our values. They will come around to see the world the way we do. And it will become a better place because of all this trade. We're going to rub off on them. Exactly. And they're going to have our blue jeans and our and our Coca-Cola right, and, and our freedom and our happiness right. and, our, and our respect for women and all of that shit. Um, and it, it with Bahrain, it hasn't really worked out so we, far. It has not actually happened. The United happened, States but, has a lot of respect for women and you know, interesting. Um, interesting concept. Probably more than Bahrain. Yeah, right. probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're we're, but, we're beating you, Bahrain. But, but my, my point here is that it it, it often do- sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It hasn't really worked out well with Bahrain. But the argument with Cuba has always been exactly the opposite. That if we trade with them. Uh, they turn into garbage yeah. monsters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like suddenly they're horrible. Suddenly everything goes wrong. Yeah, it's weird. And it was weird hearing Rubio talk about this. Like, oh, it's just he was like sort of like poo-pooing the idea that like establishing economic ties was bad for Cuba. And I was just like, are you down on capitalism as a concept, Marco Rubio? You're- or you just think Cubans can't? Handle it, and to be the the American business community, the Chamber of Commerce is fully behind this. Are they? They were. I don't. When did they put out a statement about this? I didn't read it myself, but you know, I have read that they are in favor of this. The Chamber likes definitely. It, yeah. They've definitely made it known. Well, they didn't. They were, and, and further, uh, doing the isolation thing uh, to Rubio and uh, and Republicans who want to oppose the president. Uh, isolating them from you know their their business backers. Yep. Well, the only thing I'm saying is I don't think there was like I don't recall there being a big praise chorus from a chamber spokesperson yesterday. Well, just remember though that in addition to like the actual economic benefits, Havana used to be like this awesome place for rich people to go that had sweet hotels and and people in the Chamber of Commerce they're rich they want to go to sweet hotels in Havana. So sure. aside from all of that, there there are personal reasons. Why? Why uh, the the business what, community, what if you will, role, is invested in this? I know people. I know this wasn't maybe as uh, respected as its predecessor, but what role do you think the movie Dirty Dancing to Havana Nights played in this decision making process? Um, do you think Obama felt after the election that he was maybe let's say put in a corner, and that he said no one puts me in a corner, and so I'm going to dirty dance? a way to restoring diplomatic relations with Cuba? I think it's more of a Godfather part two uh, kind of thing where, you know, wait, wait until mom dies. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for framing that correctly in pop culture. All right. We got to go. New topic. (laughs) (laughs) When do we start doing that? (laughs) I'm bored. Okay. So the other kind of like exciting and like r- literally I think zany thing that happened this week was that Sony Pictures Entertainment oh my god canceled <laughs> the premiere of this Seth Rogen James Franco movie The Interview uh, uh amid fears that North Korea was coming to get us well because the movie theater chains said we won't show it because Sony's not supporting it and then Sony's like well we're not going to release so, this if the movie theaters won't support it. So this is like the end of like a really kind of weird and winding story. Just to give you background, okay, for anyone who doesn't know it, it's almost impossible to imagine you don't know. The interview uh, is, is okay, it's a comedy. Seth Rogen and James Franco, I believe, developed and wrote this comedy. And it is about um, a, 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 a sort of like 
David Frost, a zany sort of David Frost character uh, who has this popular interview show and he's terrible. He's terrible. But because America is garbage, everyone loves this garbage show. Um, and, and out of nowhere, he's he gets he apparently is gets the request from the North Korean government to come interview uh, the, the, their their leader, who is now I can't keep the name straight. Kim, Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Kim Jong Un. And, who does this kind of thing? Who is this, infatuated with Dennis Rodman? Yes, like, had, and like flew him in to yes. hang out. And his father yeah. was obsessed with Hollywood. But okay, the CIA asks this stupid interviewer and his producer to assassinate Kim Jong Un while they're interviewing him, and they successfully do it. Right. Right. Well, okay. Now you just spoiled the movie. <laughs> but well, that's the one that everybody knows. Spoil the movie. Has the movie ever been more spoiled? No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's the ending that is the the root of so, all of this. So yeah. they I, blow his head up. I'll be dead yeah. honest. When this movie came out, I was kind of like, "Wow, they're actually okay. They're going to make a comedy about." People like murdering a real life human being who we all know. It's Obviously, so gauche. It's it's. I was just like that's kind of. I thought it was pretty tacky. It was kind of <laughs> funny. Okay, I didn't think it was tacky, but I definitely thought it was, it was tacky. As as a comedy goat, that's pretty outre. I mean, it's, it's outre. It's tacky. It's gauche. You know, the South Park guys kind of did this. Oh, pa. But they did it with puppets. Uh huh. And so there was like, and and they made fun of so many people along the way to murdering. This was Kim Jong Il. Uh, the, the movie Top Gun. They drop a bomb right in Saddam Hussein's lap. Yeah. <laughs> and it explodes. Wait, he's wait, on a he's on a lounge that's, chair that's, by that's, the pool. That's Hot that's, Shots, that's, dude. Oh, that's not Top Gun. <laughs> that was Hot Shots. <laughs> that Hot Shots is pretty tight, you though. Knew, you knew exactly what I meant. <laughs> Charlie Sheen, right? Yeah, wait, okay. <laughs> Hot so, Shots Part Two is also really tight. So this movie, it's 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 kind of out there, and I was like actually a little bit surprised that like a studio greenlit this concept, even though this is concept. We've done it. Even though we've we, done we it. We kill bad guys in movies all the time. Yep. And then enter the huge, massive Sony hack that has, like, for the past month, like, put everyone in Hollywood on edge because of the, uh, because of the you know, all the, like, kind of secret correspondences that are com- coming up. And, but it's always been suspected to be North Korea. Right. Retrating. And I believe it's, uh, yeah, North Korea. The reports yesterday from the, from where government officials were suggesting. They confirmed it this week that it was, in fact, North Korea making these threats. Right. And so uh, in addition to this, like, massive hack, and I I think people don't understand that even though North Korea is, you know, desperately poor and oppressed nation, they are – most of the population doesn't have a connection to the internet. And probably most of the the population isn't even aware that there's a thing called the internet. But they are – very good at cyber warfare, and they have a they have a division of their military that is ex, that is dedicated to hacking, and they pull off hacks all the time. Mainly in South Korea, um, I was reading a Vox. Uh, Max Fisher has a good story about this today. In previous cyber war efforts, uh, North Korea has managed to shut down the uh, South Korean banking system. They've mm. shut down their 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 news agencies. Um, a, f- a few years ago, they actually created this sort of like Angry Birds type game and they got it seeded into the app market in South Korea and people downloaded this game and then surprise, it had malware attached to it and suddenly North Korea had access to thousands and thousands and thousands of South Koreans' uh, telephones. So they have this kind of level of sophistication uh, in terms of 
cyber warfare that I think a lot of people don't even understand or give them credit for. Well, it's getting out of hand. It's seriously getting out of hand. So, so in addition to the massive Sony hack that took and, – and, and it's been widely reputed that like, you know, either the interview was like the precipitating event that offended the North Korean government or they figured that it gave them enough plausibility to like launch a cyber attack. Uh, they've – this, this, these hackers have now made threats against theaters, movie theaters showing this movie. Um, and like when I – like Sam Biddle pointed out on Twitter yesterday, this – all we're talking about is like an anonymous threat downloaded to like Pastebin. And, and, and it's caused the five major movie chains to say, you know what? We want out of the interview business. And so now the movie might not even open and it's crazy to me. And people are pissed. At the movie business and pissed at Sony, which is not even an American company, which is not sworn to uphold the First <laughs> Amendment. But this is so contrary to everything we stand for that I see people clamoring for the government to do something. Which is uh, also crazy. The government is going to like, we insist this movie open. That's nuts. <laughs> no, not to do that, but to defend uh, our culture from cyber attacks. From censor, are we? Is Pyongyang betting Hollywood movies now? I mean, it's, yes. It's, it's and, crazy. And, a, and, a, and a studio has canceled it's, another North Korean films that relate to things in North Korea will not be made now, and that is just outrageous. And something's got to give. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Like, it got to the point, and again, so zany. It got to the point where I was like, "Wow, going to see the interview now is like a radical act of patriotism." Even though and it, yeah. and an act of like pro free speech, like it's 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 it can unite. It's it's beyond left and right. Right. <laughs> it is, it and is. all all the filmmakers want to do is make a funny movie about killing Kim. <laughs> <laughs> it's it seems more and more hilarious. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's good. Some of the Seth Rogen movies are really good. Some of them are just boring and crappy. But people pointed out uh, which it, ones in the nineteen thirties. Disney made a cartoon that. Whose only purpose was to make fun of Adolf Hitler, and at the end, you know, a tomato is thrown at his face. It does actually kind of look like his face explodes <laughs> in the tomato. Uh, and that and that film, which was which starred Donald Duck, won an award, an Academy Award. So, uh, you know, what what the hell? I mean, but but movies about um, movies that particularly comedies that involve uh, international. Uh, international affairs are often controversial. Like uh, there's there's a great a great movie, a great Ernst Lubitsch movie from the 40s called To Be or Not to Be, which is basically the blueprint for um, for the Quentin Tarantino movie uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. But it's it, it was it's one of the best movies ever made. But it's a comedy about about like Nazi Germany, and uh, and it was it was just perceived horribly when it came out. It almost killed Ernst Lubitsch's career, even though he was like one of the most popular directors in in Hollywood. Because people are just like, this is, no, this is you know, World War II is no laughing matter. You can't right. go around telling jokes about Hitler. And it, it, the movie holds up incredibly well. It's a fantastic movie. But it did, it was a, people, people did get, get fussy over it. I don't think, I don't think that's, what, I mean, when we talk about this, this comedy being gauche or, or, or tacky uh, from blowing up someone's head, it's, I, I, I do think I may be jumping the gun a little bit there. Because with comedy, so much is dependent on context. Maybe it's really funny. It just looks like we're never going to know. I didn't say, I didn't call it gauche. Uh, to mean that it's not funny. <laughs> I agree. It's I agree. risque. It's it, outré. 
This, this, I mean, it may be it's all it kinds may be of really French funny. words. I don't know. What do you mean we're never going to know? I think it looks really funny. The movie's, the movie's have freaking canceled, taste. man. They're not going to show the movie. They're certainly going to distribute good, the movie. So here's something the government form. could do. All they have to do is another anonymous threat that, like, Netflix will, will explode really, in a tower This could not be the new status quo. The government could step in and tell these movie theaters, hey, if there's a terrorist attack, we'll, we'll, we'll guarantee your losses. We'll uh, help you with the liability. There's, there's things. Then we have to pass TRIA to do that? <laughs> there actually is, yeah, an insurance yes. program that does that. I yeah. mean, there are, there are policies addressing this, but these, these companies shouldn't cancel movies. Maybe. This can't be what happens. It's un American. Yeah, do you really think that this becomes like the day the clown cried and we never see this movie? <laughs> no mm. way. We are all going to see this movie. <laughs> like, it's got to get out in some way. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As, if anything, it will be more widely seen and more popular and better yeah. known because of this. And that's that will be hilarious, but we need to get there. And that also, raises... people don't go to theaters is another thing. It's, it's a, theaters it's a much, are horrible. much smaller part of the movie business than it <laughs> yeah. used to be. Can I ask one question? Let's, let's, do you think even there's a remote chance that all of this Mishigas is like simply the most complicated and ridiculous viral marketing campaign for a movie ever. That would be great. I mean, but this, <laughs> I mean, Seth, it would be great. Seth James Rogen Franco and Seth Rogen would go to jail. They've been canceling interviews <laughs> and stuff, uh, but they had been in, in the midst of their promo tour. They were on Saturday Night Live. Yes. So I I find that uh, very unlikely. However <laughs> wonderful it, it would be, like uh, uh like what remember when Joaquin Phoenix was. Acting all weird, yeah, yeah. Yes. and that did turn out to be a, a promotional hoax. Yeah, yeah, right. Or did, yeah, or yeah it, was. it office was. He was. So there's precedent for that, but no, this you know, is bad. This is kind of what's ironic about this is that you know if North Korea didn't want people to see this movie, they went about it all the wrong way. They they invoked what people called the Streisand. Effect. Absolutely. Um, this in, is. In fact, I have seen the scene where they blow up Kim <laughs> right, <laughs> on the internet. This is exactly what this is exactly what um, uh, Dan Snyder did with that Dave McKenna piece that ran in the Washington City paper that 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 uh, that A to Z guide to how awful Dan Snyder is like uh, people in Washington read it because it was in their daily newspaper. And then it passed from people's memory and consciousness until Snyder came and like sued the city paper. And suddenly everyone across the country was reading this story that Dave McKenna wrote. And it just goes to show, man, these tiny ass dictators they, 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 they are behind the. They're, they're at the low point of the dictator. That, that, and that was, you know, Dan Snyder filed that lawsuit before he had hired Lanny <laughs> Davis. 
Uh, and I think it's clear what's going to happen here. <laughs> right. I think you know where Lanny Davis will be headed. Lanny Davis will definitely, definitely support the North Korean government in this. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Like, I'm sure they've already called him. I'm sure he's already mm. called them. Do you need some help? Yeah, this, this is well, – uh, Lanny and I are very close. We're good friends. This is, I'm, I'm are you really this is a little <laughs> – speaking of Utre and Ghosh, uh, uh, that's what this was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the point is, very bad PR by North Korea. Gonna backfire. Yeah, but <laughs> unless this is the new normal and everyone's scared to make movies because of threats, potentially no. a business opportunity for Lenny Davis. Though I just want to say, <laughs> Seth Rogen and James Franco, if you're listening, and let's face it, they're not. They're not. But ah, if they're they listening, are. yes, they are. If they're listening, come come to our studio Seth and Rogen loves do politics. a table read. Do t- do a table read of the interview with us. We are brave enough to broadcast the interview as mm-hmm. a radio show in its entirety. You are welcome to our studio. You are welcome to our help. Let's get this movie out there somehow. Yeah. This year has been awful. It a, is the worst year since 2008. A dumpster fire. It is year. maybe the worst year since 2001. It just has... Two, 2014 has been fucking terrible, and there have been... Almost no, at least in the world of public affairs, there have been almost no redeeming aspects to this terrible year. Yeah. Let's let's go over some of the worst things about 2014. Right. And now the worst things about 2014. I, th- I see at the top of this list, ISIS. ISIS. Oh, terrible. Awful. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is terrible? We're down on ISIS. <laughs> ISIS. Thumbs down, ISIS. ISIS is out. You know what hey, else Hey, ISIS, sucks? you're out of line. Yeah. <laughs> who's hot and who's not? ISIS who's is definitely not. not. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're like, they're, they're like cartoonishly awful people and, and ugh. They no. can't even draw a circle. On their flag. It looks like crap. <laughs> yeah, their flag, ISIS's flag looks like crap. They're crappy people. They behead journalists. They, they suck. Even for a terrorist death cult, they suck. Right. Um, I mean, even Al-Qaeda was like, fuck <laughs> these guys. Uh, also sucks. Ebola. Oh, oh the worst. Yeah. Huge Ebola outbreak in Africa. Like, thousands of people died. That disease causes you to shit and vomit to death. That yeah. is terrible. Yeah. It, it, as terrible plagues go, Ebola is a terrible plague. And it's, America really popped its garters when we got one dude with Ebola. Like, it was like a collective freakout. Like, everyone got the fucking vapors. It was embarrassing. It was a super, really seriously embarrassing moment for America, especially the American media. Bobby Jindal, no one, it didn't even come near his state. And he's like, everyone stay away. <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing. Awful. Yeah. Ebola was awful. Thumbs down, Ebola. Thumbs down. Next. Uh, police. Continued killing people okay, with well, okay. impunity. So police for many years have killed Americans literally every day to the tune of more than 400 people per year, at least. Uh, this was going on, but you know what? We became newly aware of it, and it's you know, right. big thumbs down. Yeah, Thumbs down, cops. No, it's like th- this is the year that cops like attempted to literally make killing black Americans like their lifestyle choice. It was like, hey, this is just what we're into, man. We just like roll up on a little kid and shoot him. It did turn out that know? police were surprisingly aggressive in, in defending this practice. You can go down, you know, look at disparate news stories and all across the country every week. He was reaching for his waistband. Yep. yep. Darren Wilson pulled out the waistband, almost perfunctory. He'd already been punched. 
The kid had already reached for his gun. The kid was charging at him like a quote-unquote demon. Also, he had his hand on his waistband. The here's waistband the, defense. Here's the thing. If there was That's like – That's where hands are. It's just where your hands if, are, man. If like there was, a, if there was a, a, a black dude who actually had no pants on who got shot by cops – he was reaching for his waistband. No, there is a case where a dude was shot by cops and he was only wearing underwear. You're kidding me. Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. Like, that it's, was just my attempt at a terrible joke to make us feel better. And that actually did happen. Reality was ahead of you. All right. Well, thumbs down, cops. Th- thumbs down. Also, uh, civil asset forfeiture reform is, is necessary, too. Well, on the on the thumbs up side, I think the Wait. reason this is getting attention is that there is renewed support for criminal justice reform. Yep. And, and you know maybe maybe they actually that's why yep. the only reason yeah, true. this this has come to light in a bad way and also because crime is down good people books are, being people written about it yeah. good articles being written about yeah. it and uh, and and uh, on both sides of the political spectrum you have support for reforming the criminal justice system all right so, so that's a thumbs up thumbs up, up. but while we're on the subject of the state killing people. Remember, this year we saw a host of botched executions. Oh, terrible. In oh, Oklahoma yeah. I, and other places. I didn't even think about that. Like, we, we're so bloodthirsty and we seemingly are getting worse at it. Yes. It's not not just that we kill people, but we can't even kill them right. Right. And it's, we torture them to death with weird secret drugs. And that is new because the medical professionals have been withholding the death serum. And so these municipalities are just like, well, we'll make up our own they're shit. Just, they're just mixing stuff together right. like like little kids with a uh, like arsenic a, and concrete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. I just grabbed all this stuff out from under my sink and mixed it together. And now you're dead. It's essentially well, you're you're dying you're right. painfully. Well, I mean, and you can understand why the medical profession doesn't want to be involved in killing people, because what a doctor does is not kill people. That is what that is your job. Yeah, to keep people from dying. I think there's an oath of some type that they swear to. Yes. Yeah. Yep. First, do no harm. Anyway, thumbs down. Thumb- Bosch executions. Let's go on. What else we next. got? Uh, the NFL. Horrible. Oh, God, oh. Terrible. NFL is horrible. Ray Rice. What the fuck? Yeah, but you know the fish rots from the head, and like I think that you know they nearly made Roger Goodell like Man of the Year time, and it had to be like one of those ironic Man of the Years because like like making Hitler Man of the Year. He's super corrupt. And oh, I also they think, actually did that though. I mean, I, that, that wasn't just a Hitler joke. I, I, I think <laughs> I think not only is Roger Goodell super corrupt, but he's also really stupid. I I, th- I would limit my criticism. To the, to the NFL ownership, which and and Ro- Roger Goodell is their figurehead. I still enjoy watching the football sport. Yeah, Roger Goodell is just a terrible. My favorite team has had an awful, awful, awful year, though the worst of my life. It's not going to get better. And either. run by is run by an awful, awful owner named Dan yeah, Snyder. We already been over that. Yeah, next, to NFL thumbs great. down. NFL. Okay, what's uh, next? <laughs> In Ukraine, um, oh, they oh, shot God. down an airplane for no reason. Awful. Putin. Everything having to do with Putin. Uh, oh, he's terrible. Yeah, increasingly isolated, both, maybe not inside his country, although a little bit, but increasingly isolated on the international stage. Uh, it, it, he came out of his hosting his bonkers Olympics with a return to just like zany – Madman and stuff. and now we are having a we are on the verge of an, a total economic crisis in in Russia and instability economic instability. Um, well, but, but this are as a result of our sanctions against uh, him. So, somewhat uh, also as a result, which which sort are the result necessary. of his, it's also this, he, he's just got a crackers ass economy. Well, I mean, he's, they, it's you know the 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 curse of of the the oil state is is definitely you know, yeah 
clear. Now we went we went into those sanctions hoping that this would happen and not expecting the blowback to harm the U.S. economy, and th- and that's what people still believe will be the case. I think that's true. I think that's true. I mean, the, the U.S. economy is not v- very deeply connected to to the Russian economy, but um, the only, er- er- eras of severe economic instability tend to breed. Hardline conservative governments doing terrible things. Um, we've seen that. We're a little concerned about Russia right now. Yeah, well, my I, concern is that you don't know what a cornered animal would do, and like I think that we've reached the stage where Putin is now sort of a cornered animal. So, though we have surpassed the stage where he looked like some kind of brilliant genius who humiliated. Barack Obama. Yeah, we're, was, we're done that, with that. That was a stupid stage because, like, was we we stage. sort of effortlessly went into motion and, like, first of all, you know, hit him where it hurts, which is all of his kleptocratic friends, uh, and, and and now we've put him put him to the brink of this now. But the question is now, like, does he become more dangerous? What is the next? What is the next phase? Right? Is he going to like come humbly and apologize for all his shit? Probably not. So there's probably a next stage, and the next stage is probably very ugly too. A shooting down that plan was the was extremely horrible and bushy. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> bushy. It served no military. Per- it was it was just insane. It was an. A- I'm sure. I'm sure. Really, it was an accident because the people it who seems are, like it was were, an accident. The people who are the blunt edge of of uh, of Putin's military renaissance are are dipshits. And a gang that can't shoot straight. Really, just a gang of thugs. All right, we, we have a lot of terrible things to All right, cover so here. so thumbs down. Uh, Gamergate. Oh, wow. Seems, Gamergate is terrible. Uh, just just uh, with a passing familiarity of it is so breathtakingly awful. Yeah, it really is. Uh, video game nuts harassing women. For no reason. And, and journalists. Claiming it's about journalistic ethics. And <laughs> it's journal- hard even to wrap your head around it if you're not like intimately familiar with what's going on. Uh, I've read articles about it, and I can not make head nor tail of why these losers look, it's, would look, do this. Imagine, imagine like the Ebola, Ebola virus, like grew hands and was able to manipulate a computer, keyboard, and mouse. That's what Ebola would do with its time. Gamer Gamer Gate. Gate. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about like just sort of like a an anthropomorphic disease spreading itself. But to be clear, it's online harassment. It's also like death and rape threats, so it really sucks. It's yeah. really bad. These Thumbs people are down. Thumbs down. <laughs> Next, uh, Robin Williams killed himself. That was a drag. That was nobody was needed that. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, Chris Rock. Chris Rock in that interview said, "Comedian, like lots of comedians kill themselves because you know, there maybe there's a fundamental sadness at the root of people who do comedy. You know, all the stuff they have to witness and deal. And Robin Williams is a super troubled guy who like." Had always, you know, but nobody knew that. People did not think of him that way. I think, I think, oh, no, I'm not sure that's true. I think, I think that most uh, people, yeah, most people, like I thought there was like a fundamental worrisome sadness at the core of Robin Williams, everything he did, and um, I'm, I was like not, I was not actually shocked that he his life ended this way, but I was deeply saddened by it because he was a cool guy. Next, he was, he was great. Yeah, thumbs down. School, school shootings, they keep happening. <laughs> you see yeah. Santa Barbara, they're happening all over the place. Uh, it's like. The only thing that stops them is when school's out for the summer. It's really true. It's it, yeah. well, you know, what could stop them would be would be sane gun laws, but instead we we chose not to do that as a country. So, and uh, Bloomberg's gun group put out a thing just listing the number of school shootings that had occurred. If I could, from a point, and and people said, well, those aren't all school shootings because uh, gun nuts will discount a shooting at a school. If it was not the precise type in which a nutcase is just randomly mowing down people. So if someone has a gun and shoots somebody to school, that does not count. 
as a school shooting. No, that people people are like, well, listen, some of those were like gang related. Some of them were accidents. Well, did a gun go off? Yeah. Did a bullet strike a person? <laughs> That's- I think it counts as a school shooting. <laughs> Next. Uh, Thumbs down. People dying at school. Okay. Um, J.P. Morgan Chase. Still a bank. Still a bank. Still settling over various infractions. I believe the latest one after, you know. You could be forgiven for thinking that J.P. Morgan Chase was just this thing that's designed to, to, to settle with the federal government that happens to have a bank attached to it. Um, but the latest one is, is over rigging foreign exchange markets. Um, why? Why? I don't, I don't know. Didn't, I don't know wasn't why, there also one very recently over the mortgage practices again? Yes. They've, they've settled over mortgages like six times. But aren't point. these settlements also a drag? Aren't, aren't they essentially treated like dandruff on J.P. Morgan Chase's shoulder? Yes, because J.P. Morgan Chase has made over $4 billion, I believe all but one quarter since the financial crisis. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Between banks and like black people being killed by cops, it is like the, it is like Satan turned to Tom Wolf and said, I'll see your bonfire of the vanities and reach you a <laughs> dumpster fire of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. Um, Next. Moving on from that, uh, this, this is kind of one of the lower terriblenesses, but I think, I think this underscores just how bad the year has been. It's, this is not the mo- worst thing that happened all year, but it's, it was just the kind of year where this kind of shit was going to happen. It was disclosed that Chelsea Clinton received $600,000 to basically do terrible crap for N- NBC. Oh, this is annoying. Yeah. $600,000. Yeah. <laughs> to be to, to be clear, to be an on-air journalist, and she did, like, only a few stories. That sucked. That were just, I like, don't even remember. Hard, they were heartwarming. Garbage I stories. Don't, I don't even remember the story she did. Like, I thought that, like, the whole, we hired. It was like, kids can try and believe in themselves. They'll do anything. Wait, Yay. was that, like, literally a story? <laughs> yeah, it was that just fucking bullshit. It's fake journalism. There should be if, – if you do those kinds of stories, if there were such a thing as a journalism charter, you would have your charter revoked. Yeah. You All the money it. went to the Clinton Foundation, Zach, you monster. Yeah, right. well. Next. <laughs> Thumbs down how bad nepotism is and the fungibility of money. Okay. There was a war in uh, in Israel. I, I like how – I like, Oh, that this was really – I like how we put Chelsea Clinton <laughs> getting 600 grand to do bad journalism was higher on your list – than the Israel Palestine. Well, this is no particular order. No, no, yeah, are we getting? Are things getting worse or better? Yeah. Uh, you can never tell. It was a war in Israel. Uh, they shelled schools and hospitals. A lot of kids. And precipitated got by a, a kidnapping that was outrageous. Yep. And it, it just—it was amazing how this one thing turned into a massive conflagration. It seems like an intractable mess. However, it also seems like uh, a lot of schools and hospitals. Were needlessly shelled. I don't, I don't know. The peace process appears completely dead. I mean, Israel's is having a the the the, the Likud party is having a you know new new sets of elections. Like, the settlements like the, are going on unabated. It's, I, uh, I feel like the main goal of any human life is to try to learn to live with other people. And like it's just, oh interesting. You have a situation where like you have people who just like you know resolutely do not want to live. Together I thought it was to have an estate and tell people to get the uh, fuck off your property. Oh yeah, there's that too. That's <laughs> Essentially, also, you're saying these two teams. Just don't like each other. Actually, you know what? Eventually you have to say that, like, we're going into a presidential election, and I'm sure someone's going to say in a debate, it was like, oh, so what is your vision for the Israel-Palestine peace process? Go. And, like, I'm going to look for a president, presidential candidate to say, you know what? We've been trying this for, like, 40 years, and we've been telling our kids that we're going to fix this problem, and, like, multiple groups of adults have tried from America to make this happen. No more. 
we can't promise it. You know, we we're tired of we're tired of being the crutch on which a bad a bad faith bad faith brokerage consistently happens. So I'm out. Also, Bitcoin. Bitcoin's <laughs> still a thing. Bitcoin is stupid. Is this a waste like of time? Is this Gamergate again? No, Bitcoin is different <laughs> from Gamergate. Bitcoin pretends Explain to be a how. currency, but it is not a currency. It is just a fake commodity uh, right. that is so dumb. It, it's the Gamergate of currency. So we really don't <laughs> it's have. Not much. really sexist. It's just stupid. <laughs> It's the CrossFit of currency. It's like if you looked at all the economic problems in the world and you, you decided to try and solve them, these, peop- these people did this. And they said, okay, well, we will solve the problem of inflation. That's the one you solve. Not poverty, not, 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 not inequality. I'm worried about inflation, which currently is not a problem right now in, pretty much in, in the United States uh, where, where this currency was developed. Mild inflation benefits the masses. It's usually usually we can fine. actually use a tiny bit of inflation, but like too much infla- inflation hawks are like coprophiles. It's just like they feed on shit and like it sustains <laughs> them, and they never go away, no matter what force of logic you throw at them. It's like oh, it's like, I can't listen to your excellent points. I'm too busy gorging myself on shit and growing stronger. Oh, so there's got to be something worse than Bitcoin on here. Uh, the torture report. Uh, oh. in, in a sense, it's- you're really wildly veering from like <laughs> mild garbage to like dark satanic mills. So, that, in a sense, <laughs> though, it's good that the torture report came out, right? Because it, it means that we are making progress. It means that there is at least some attempt to come to terms with the horrible things. That Are we're done 60% in our name. of Americans support torture a week after the torture report is released? <sighs> yeah, it's too bad. Torture's not good. That's terrible. Yeah, we're garbage monsters. Okay, thumbs down torture. What's next? Uh, that's, that's, that's what I got. That's really? my list. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you have more? Yeah, so that that's it? That's 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 a lot of bad shit for yeah, one year. Right. No, it's kind of you we know. probably left off something really Oh, bad. yeah. How about this? If you're a Democrat, you had to deal with the midterms, and those were painful for you. Eh. And and think about this depressing fact from the midterm elections. But if you're a Republican, those were great. But yeah. but, but here's the thing. Here's a nonpartisan point. Um, the 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 most important issue on voters' minds by far, uh, as as with every election since 2008, was the economy, which and, improved. Yeah, but sixty over sixty percent of voters who overwhelmingly voted in Republicans all over the country said that they did not think the Republicans had a plan for how to improve the economy. So there is just pure despair and nihilism in the hearts oh, of American I think, voters. I think, I think someone – I can't remember who put it this way, but someone uh, – I was listening to somebody who talked about how like what, what's happened to the Democratic Party is that like they've become decoupled from their popular policies. Yeah. Like no one identifies them as the party that like is for the minimum wage. And uh, and like I don't know. It's, it's I think it's because like for the past couple of election cycles, Democrats have run on a platform of that Republican over there is nuts. And like, <laughs> I mean, it, and it worked sometimes, for a while. Sometimes it's true. It worked yeah. for a while. Time ran out on that strategy, and and they didn't have anything to show for it. And they actually ran away from their accomplishments. I'm kind of agnostic, and like talking about like an election result is like bad, bad year, good year, you know? Because yeah, like it's, I agree just, with it's you. a moment in time, and you don't know what these people who've been sent to Washington will do. And we and, and there's still a lot of I don't know if you're a Democratic operative. If you're a Democratic yeah, party Democratic operative, operative, you had a bad year. You're sad. Yeah, unless you got paid. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is what operatives exist for getting paid. Just yeah, to but, get paid. but you know they they've they've been. I think they've been. I think de- your average democratic operative has been like living on borrowed time, and it's time to like 
figure out something new, you know? And that's, so this this election result could be the smack across the face you needed. Uh, All right. We also we also subsidized Wall Street just for no reason at the end of the right. year. Oh. That happened, too. Season's greetings. Our Arsenal <laughs> lost to Manchester United. That was disappointing. I, this, Me personally. Um, Tim Howard had a great game and still lost in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, we my celebrated cat, losing that. My, my cat died. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm That's, sorry, That Jason. was really bad. While I was on vacation. Yeah, give me some more pity. More pity for me. Sorry, right, man. Sorry. Just kidding. No, don't, it's all right. It's um, all, right. all right, everybody. Uh, but you know what? I think, like, okay, 2015, like, everybody, let's try to get a grip on this. We will revisit this theme. Let's in, try to be better on the, the internet. The let's try to be better internet people. Let's try not to, like, maybe... Wash the garbage around that extra cycle. Are you telling me to sh- down. shut down my Twitter account? Everyone should it's garbage. <laughs> everyone should delete their Twitter, but we know that's not going to happen. Um, stop eating sh- garbage and stop eating shit. Yep. Season's greetings. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And see you guys later. So that's what happened this week. This podcast was produced and edited by Ibrahim Balki with technical direction from Brad Shannon and assistance from Christine Canetta, Chris Gentleviso, and Adriana Ucero. I'm Jason Lincolns, and this week we had our usual people, Huffington Post senior politics reporter Zach Carter and Arthur Delaney. So That Happened is now available on iTunes. Please check us out in the iTunes store for the Huffington Post's whole family of podcasts. Subscribe to the ones you want, and please tell your friends. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, send an email to so that happened at HuffingtonPost.com. As always, thanks for listening. We miss you already. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.